0: This is another episode of Main Corpse. I am your host, Matt.
1: And I'm Kelsey. This
0: is Kelsey. We have got a story for you that's going to turn the stomach. Welcome back to Main Corpse, and we have got a special, special episode today. I am Matt.
1: And I'm Kelsey.
0: And today we are doing something that we've never done before. We are doing a pepperoni roll off.
1: Yeah, pepperoni roll tasting contest. We have. There,
0: you, you explained it better. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, no, we've got seven different pepperoni rolls from our general area. Um, and we're super excited. We're going to score them based on their bread, the pepperoni, the flavor, the ratio of bread to pepperoni, the price point, and how they look visually. Now, this is entirely opinion we are genuinely just judging for fun yeah
0: so this we shit we know that this is probably gonna bring out the uh, the best in people um yeah. especially west virginians who are very passionate about pepperoni rolls um so please don't hate us if we dislike your favorite pepperoni roll um we don't mean anything by it we are just blindly tasting these and uh, we're going we're gonna to give this a shot. So after that, I've got a special treat, because this is a very West Virginia-centric episode. Yeah. So our subject today is West Virginian. Yeah. So we will get to that in just a moment. But first, let's start. Uh, so what is number one?
1: Um, so do we want to announce who we decided to yes. do at the end? Yeah, we can do that. Okay, cool. So let's start with the first one, plate number one here. Mm -hmm. It's got stick pepperoni and more of an Italian bread, I would say.
0: it's got very crusty bread, stick pepperoni, a lot of bread to pepperoni, though.
1: Yeah, it's really good, though. Those sticks of pepperoni are greasy enough that Mm -hmm. the bread's not a problem for me.
0: The bottom of the bread, if you're not from West Virginia, Mm. let me explain what a pepperoni roll is super quick, just in case you don't know. It's literally a roll. Um, with pepperoni in it. Uh So think of like a dinner roll with pepperoni, or a loaf of bread with pepperoni in it, kinda. Mm. The bottom is super crusty, and I love it.
1: Uh huh. Me too. Really good. And then you and I can score on prices once we reveal who. Absolutely. It was. All right. Cool, cool. Cool.
0: Absolutely. So our first one is down, and we are. By the way, we are absolutely keeping track of our scores. We are scoring based on. Did we say this already?
1: I did. Cool. Okay. Awesome. So next up. I'm excited. This one has cheese in it. I know. So the bread on this one's really soft, but Mm -hmm. it has the sliced pepperoni versus the stick pepperoni. I think there's enough, probably, pepperoni in there that it doesn't matter to me Mm -hmm. that it's just slices.
0: I agree with you. I don't mind slices.
1: I think sometimes people try to spread the slices out, though, and don't put enough.
0: I agree with you on that. In this case, they didn't, though. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. enough pepperoni there that I'm pretty happy. Okay. So now we get to rate this one. I feel like I'm scoring tough today. Okay, so number three. So number three we go.
1: So my my issue with this one is when you pick it up, there's just a big gaping hole mm-hmm. where there should be pepperoni. Um, but it is the cheese in this too? There
0: is hot pepper cheese.
1: Oh heck yeah. This one's really doughy like a dinner roll. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's a lot like a dinner roll. Very, very fluffy. This also is- slices. Mm-hmm. This is this would be a good one to cut open and fill with stuff. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like cut it open, and fill it with like nacho cheese or something like that, mm.
1: and chili. Mm-hmm. Okay, We're, there's a lot of silence. it's gonna have to cut something mm-hmm. out. A lot of chewing. All right, we are three deep. Yeah, this is taking way less time than I expected.
0: Well, yeah, I think me and you were hungry. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right, so here is number four.
1: Okay, this one's also stick pepperoni, and it Mm -hmm. seems like a softer bread to me. There's no cheese in it, which is always a disappointment for me. It's okay.
0: Am I going to make sense when I say the bread is almost tasteless on this one?
1: Yeah, there's, like, no salt in the bread.
0: There's no salt at all in this bread. Um,
1: And I like the pepperoni in this, though, because it tastes like there's a lot more like herb to it.
0: Yeah, the, I was going to say the pepperoni quality is maybe the best I've had so far. And mm-hmm. You can actually taste some something going on besides just grease and meat, uh, which yeah. is really interesting.
1: I mm. can literally taste Italian herbs in it, which I really like.
0: The bread itself is a huge letdown for me,
2: though.
1: Mm-hmm. Texture okay. and flavor, I think. Yeah. I think the thing we forgot is what happens if we tie Oh, yeah. We don't have a third person to break that.
0: We don't. We don't. <clears throat> oh, and by the way, I noticed you were writing prices on these, so I will jot down the price on this one. Cool. Which did not work well. Um, That's all right.
1: <laughs> I was just trying to remember it, yeah. like, as I
0: went. If you want to jot the price on number four there.
1: I'd have to remember it.
0: Okay. All right. All right now... The most visually stunning one that we've seen so far is number five. This thing looks absolutely insane. It's kind of like number three where it's cavernous, but there's so much pepperoni. It's like, it. you know, you've watched The Hobbit. You're a big fan, right? Yeah. You know the, the mountain of gold that smog sits on. That's what this looks like. Um, and I don't even know how to pick this up without losing all of it.
1: <laughs> Matt hasn't even had these pepperoni rolls before, I have not. and he's already biased on them because of the pepperoni. Because yes. it's literally ground pepperoni. It is the
0: ground pepperoni, and this is this is the way. This is the way you do it. Oh my
1: god! I can't even tell this is a pepperoni roll that I bought yesterday. The bread quality is there. The pepperoni is really good. Not like it's hard to have good pepperoni, I guess, because... But it's so good.
0: The bottom of this one is also pretty greasy. I expected there to be a crunch, and there's not. I don't that hate that, That threw me though. off a little bit. But I don't hate it either, because I, I like the crispy, and I, I also like the not crispy.
1: But I think the pepperoni grease part of the bread is the best part, but... Mm-hmm. When I say stuff like that, oh, I don't sound mind. like a person that makes like eats avocado toast every day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can only go as high as three on these ratings
1: okay.
0: <laughs> um. oh man this is good yeah it's hard to stop eating this one yeah. I'm not going to lie <laughs> I'm trying to pull myself away from it but um, it's hard okay so next we have number six and this one is just absolutely chock full of pepperoni the bread is super thin on this, mm-hmm. uh, and and it's it's got, I mean, six sticks of pepperoni running through the middle mm-hmm. of it.
1: Pretty impressive. So this one is less bread, more like a pizza dough. hmm And I can't say that I hate it. This is good. I like it. Yeah, I do like this one. Mm-hmm. I was surprised by how many stick pepperoni I found when I sliced these open. In this area,
0: stick pepperoni is really popular because... Mm-hmm the claim is that this area is where the pepperoni came from and the first one was stick pepperoni so mm. everybody uh-huh. kind of emulated that down in the southern part of the state I run into a lot of chopped so like little square pieces of pepperoni um, and I run into a lot of ground like uh, like what was in number five gotcha
1: I feel like I'm like scoring on the high end I feel like I am a little
0: bit too I'm going to get my totals here in just a minute, and then we can compare which one we both thought was uh, was the best. All, All right. right. So, the last one we have is number seven. Let me hand this one over to you. Here we and go. And this
1: one has just regular, like, mozzarella in it. Mm-hmm.
0: We only had one with hot pepper cheese, and that's, like, my we had favorite two. thing. Did we? Which which other one?
1: The number two. Number two?
0: That was hot mm-hmm. pepper cheese? It didn't it taste was.
1: very hot. Okay. Cool. It's supposed to be. Okay. This is my favorite part about pepperoni rolls, the soft, squishy bread. Yeah. So...
0: This is clearly one that sat on a store shelf um, because when they sit in that bag, they make their own atmosphere and the bread gets really soft and mushy.
1: It's mm-hmm. Freaking delicious. I'm gonna I'm gonna gonna say, saying, I don't yeah. hate that. I don't either. I actually bought this from the bakery. Hmm. They bag theirs up almost immediately for that soft, oh like, gosh, gotcha.
0: bread. So that's my favorite thing about a West Virginia style hot dog, mm-hmm. is as soon as they make it and put the slaw on it, they wrap mm-hmm. it up, and the bun gets soft and like it's so good. It makes a it makes like an atmosphere inside the wrapping.
1: Has Michael ever told you about the um, hot dogs from Giovanni's in Weston? <laughs>
0: yes, he has. I need They're to go down amazing. there. And try and, so the other thing we need to do next is we need to do a West Virginia style hot dog
1: off because. Uh, I'm down for that. I would literally die for that. Okay. So I didn't score any of the prizes. Um, Okay. So let's see.
0: All right. So now what we're going to do, you're going to hear some silence for a moment because we're going to go through and uh, add up our scores. I'm
1: doing math. I was, I think, totally fair.
0: I've got mine ready.
1: I have two that I tied, but I also have mine ready.
0: Okay. So, um, (coughs) let's go through and see where we rated them. So, number one overall, how did you rate it?
1: Um, Number one ended up with a 12. The bread was just, I thought, okay. The pepperoni was okay. The flavor was okay. The ratio, I didn't really care for. And the price was fine. I mean, I thought it was reasonable for what I bought. Um... And visually, I mean, it looked like a pepperoni roll. And if I wanted to buy a pepperoni roll, I'd be like, that there is a pepperoni roll.
0: Absolutely. Um, I scored it about the same. I scored it a thirteen. I think the only thing that took it over the top for me, I did score the bread a three, which is where I think our difference is. I think we scored everything else exactly the same. Yeah. And it was because of the crispy bottom. I just loved it. Um, that, that put it over the top for me. I can't help I think
1: it. in an Italian um, bread, I look for like just yeah. that little bit of salt tang in it mm-hmm. and i couldn't find it when i was like in the mouth feel gotcha so that's that's a personal preference but
0: all right and then uh do you want to say the name of this one
1: now? yeah so this one is from tomorrow's bakery and um i got this fresh from their bakery yesterday um like i said price is fair it's pretty reasonable um sorry i lied to you tomorrow's was this morning this is fresh out of the oven this it was morning. delicious it yeah. was
0: really good Okay, and then I guess I'll start with number two, which was Aberzinos. Is that how you say that? Yes. All right, so I scored this one an overall 13 is where I scored it. Um, The bread was aight. The pepperoni was aight. I loved the flavor. It was one of the ones I gave a three on flavor. Okay. Um, I really did like the flavor a lot, but um, yeah, it it just wasn't the best. And the price point, that's a little bit high for that pepperoni roll, I think. Mm -hmm. That's a little expensive.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I I scored at a fourteen. You and I are really similar as people. Mm-hmm. I I think I scored it as high as I did because um this was a thing. I went to Lincoln. That's where I went to high school. Mm-hmm. And um I think it was every Friday, my um as part of a fundraiser, my civics teacher sold them for a dollar. Oh wow. Now yeah. that would
0: be now if it was a dollar, yeah. That would be that would be a perfect pepperoni. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, and so I scored the bread. With a three, because I really like the bread. Um, The pepperoni is just fine. It's pepperoni. The flavor overall, a three. Um, Visually, it's a pepperoni roll. I can't, like, knock it for that. Um, But I agree. I gave it a one for price, because it was really, really expensive. Yeah, that's expensive. expensive. Especially for people who only take cash.
0: Yeah, ooh, okay. All right. Okay, so then you can start with number three.
1: Okay, so... I scored number three in 11. Um, The bread was okay. The pepperoni was pepperoni. Um, The overall flavor was fine. I thought the ratio of bread to pepperoni is just awful. Way off, yeah. Yeah, um, unfortunately. um, Price point was fine. I mean, I think that's a reasonable price to pay for something that I was just sort of okay with. Yeah. Like, I thought it was good, but not out of this world good.
0: Yeah, and I'll, I'll say I scored it the exact same. I scored an 11 as well. So, um... so I score this one 11 uh, because first of all I'm going to tell you because this is the one that I know the most out of the ones sitting here Mm -hmm. or probably the second most out of the ones sitting here or third actually um Out of the ones sitting here and i i have this one quite a bit but what's cool about so this comes from gumps iga Uh in grafton west virginia and what is cool about them because you're right that the 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 bread to pepperoni ratio on this one was off sometimes i get it and they're packed so full you can barely get through it so their quality control is all over the place when it comes to that
1: that's rough for them yeah
0: exactly that's a problem but What they are really good at is they will cut those open. If you so you buy them at their Mm -hmm. their little bakery counter, you take it up to them and they'll fill it with nacho cheese and hot dog chili sauce and Mm -hmm. like onion and stuff, and it's really good that way. Like it feels like a full meal. Um, And then when you think of. And having a little less pepperoni it kind of makes sense, but mm-hmm. on its own, without all the extras, it's just not super impressive. And it is the lowest one that I scored today. So me
1: too, say unfortunately.
0: That too. Yep. So the price point is just right though. And you can go in there and get out for like two fifty with all the extra stuff added to it. Um one day you should swing by and try that with all the extras in it. It's really good. Okay. Um all right, so number four was a real real letdown for me so i gotta say this out loud because you fairmont people are gonna be super angry with us this is what they claim is the first pepperoni roll now i say claim because there's some arguments about that but they claim this is where the pepperoni roll started country club bakery i do not hate country Club. Let me throw that out there. I like Country Club. I think they're okay at a buck fifty. They are the cheapest pepperoni roll that we got today, mm-hmm. um, which is really impressive what you get for that cost because mm-hmm. their pepperoni was the best pepperoni I had today as far as flavor is concerned. That,
1: yeah, that was really great pepperoni. Yeah. Um, I think the bread was just lacking. And the bread was
0: so good. You know what? Great. I've actually yeah.
1: not had a country club pepperoni roll before, so I don't know if maybe they missed the salt when they did this they bread. Didn't.
0: That's exactly the way they always are.
1: <laughs> okay, well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, um, yeah
0: I think their, their thought process is, oh, there's enough pepperoni that that adds the salt. Uh, not enough. Because it was not, it was not great. Um, I gave it a thirteen overall. The lowest point, the lowest point on here was the bread. I gave it a one. I did not think the bread you was and I, great.
1: You and I scored the exact same. Yeah. I have a thirteen with the bread being a one. Um, that said, we're not saying it's a bad pepperoni roll, not at all. But side by side with some of these other pepperoni rolls, it just didn't stack no, up.
0: It does. It may be the original, but it is not the there best.
1: There have been improvements.
0: There, yeah, they've. Uh, They've fixed it. All right. Um, So the next three are actually my three highest ones. Um, Same. So the next three are my highest ones. Um, You can start with number five and and give us a rundown
2: on that.
1: I'm so excited about this one. Um, So I scored it an overall 15. Um, It was pretty good bread. I liked the bread. It was nice and squishy. Um, The pepperoni, because it was ground, was just really great. The flavor overall was excellent. The ratio was great. The price for it, it's the most expensive thing we had, but for the size and what you get and the flavor, I think it was worth it to me. Um, And then visually, it just kind of looked okay. It was clearly hand-rolled, and sometimes they look a little bit smoother. Maybe this was somebody learning how to do it. I don't know. Um, But for my scoring purposes, it was just okay, um, and this one was from Sweet Nanas.
0: Okay, so this one won for me. Did it? It did.
1: The ground and pepperoni again, gotcha.
0: I'm I'm going to tell you, it's it's because it reminds me of the pepperoni rolls where I grew up. Um, it reminds me of, of a southern West Virginia pepperoni roll. I scored this really really high. Um, I gave the bread a two. I'm with you on that. The bread is just okay. It's it's a delivery vessel mm-hmm. and. With that being said, um, it also had, because you made a comment while we were eating them, the best part of the pepperoni roll is the saturated bread, where it's saturated mm-hmm. with the pepperoni grease. Yeah. It had the best saturation of any of these. It really did. Um, it was really, really good that way. So, yeah, I scored the bread of two. Almost everything else got a solid three. The price, I gave them a one, and they still won for me. The price is extremely high, but now that you're talking about, like, the size of it, I could probably give this one a 16, is what I could probably do, um... But that's, we'll just that's expensive. It out, don't worry about it. That's expensive. Uh, but I, they did still win for me. Um, yeah. But if, if I'm out just looking for a cheap pepperoni roll, I would go with Tomorrow's before I would go to that because the price is so much cheaper and it's really yeah. really good. So the price point a little bit high, but worth your money. If you're trying to save a little money, not going to be your best bet. So right. All right. right. Uh, Do you want me to start with number six? Might as well. All right. So number six got a score of 14 from me. Got a little bit of a lower score for me. Um, And let me explain why. So the lowest point on this one for me was the bread. Um, I I didn't love just the pizza dough taste. I thought it was a little bit... um, I don't know. When I bit into it, it, it it just didn't... I don't know. I wasn't It had a little plasticky vibe to it to me when I was mm-hmm. chewing it. it. It was good. It had great flavor because the flavor and the pepperoni. Um, I, I gave it a really a really good score. Um, the price point is okay, and visually it was eh, it was there. Um, I, all the pepperoni was impressive, but I gave them the points in pepperoni for that. Um, otherwise, it was just okay. Um, it, it was. It, it is a. It is uh, my second highest, I believe, because I scored pretty low, I guess. Uh, but it it, uh, it did not uh, did not wow me the way the sweet nanas did.
1: So I scored them in a sixteen, actually. Mm-hmm. But I think this is why I had one yesterday. Mm-hmm. When you order it there, they pop that bad boy into their pizza oh, oven. See,
0: that's a different animal, altogether. and it is. Yeah
1: so good and uh, mm-hmm. knowing that and having had that in the back of my mind it was like out of this world that is a good pepperoni roll okay um,
0: I'm gonna stop and do I'm, I'm gonna stop and do that because that like trying it I was like something's missing maybe it's that heat maybe it's getting it while heat it's heat because warm. when yeah. you
1: get it and I got it completely unheated because they pull it off a shelf, throw it in the pizza oven, it crisps the outside of that pepperoni because oh. it's, they make them about that big and cut them in half and you get one half when you order it.
0: Oh. Yeah. So that pepperoni gets, ooh. Yeah, okay. it gets
1: crispy edges. It was really See, that good. may be
0: a different animal altogether.
1: Yeah, but judging it in the same realm as all of these, fair enough that you didn't score it quite as high. Okay. But it is... I think, especially for uniqueness.
0: Yeah. Oh, it, it gets it gets that. And yeah. the ratio was the best ratio we saw all day. Um, so little I, red, so I much only, pepperoni. I only gave two of these pepperoni rolls a three on ratio. Um, Sweet Nana's and Vito's. Those are the only two that won on okay. ratio.
1: Um, all right. So the last one, I also gave a 16. Um because I really love the bread. The pepperoni is just pepperoni, but the flavor overall I really enjoy. I like the ratio. I like that you always get cheese in them. Mm-hmm. Um... The price is just okay. I think they're a little high, personally. They are, yeah, but they're good. So if you so. go there
0: and get them, um, you have two dollars listed. I literally just had one, oh. <laughs> like two days ago from Gomart. I picked, okay. I picked it up, and it—they're it, two ninety-nine. Oh, they might be three dollars then. Yeah, which is really, really high. But I'm going to tell you this: um, I scored this one a thirteen. Now okay. let me explain why I scored so low. I scored so low on this one because I don't like their mozzarella very much. Um, I really like their hot pepper cheese. When they have hot pepper cheese in them, they are literally my go-to pepperoni. Like when I see them with hot pepper cheese, it's, it's, if I walk into a gas station, which is where most West Virginians fuel up, you know, to, for the grind, they, they go in and get a a cup of coffee and a pepperoni roll. And, um, when you walk in, you see, you see a lot of different pepperoni rolls. Roger and Mazzy's is the best one that I can buy sitting in a store. Yeah. Um, it, it's just that good. Uh, Mm -hmm. and they're in every gas station. They're at Sam's, Um, they're at
1: Walmart. I think they're at Kroger. If that had hot
0: pepper cheese on it, it would have been a 15 for me. Uh, because we didn't take cheese into account, because not all of them had cheese. But mm-hmm. cheese plays such an important role to me mm-hmm. that the the cheese really matters. Um, so they would have been way higher had it had the pepper What was your the score on cheese. number five,
1: by the way? I
0: so forgot. my score on number five was a 15. Gotcha. Okay. So I think we're going to have to have a little bit of a... Oh, uh, no. What? What?
1: So, um, together you and I have Sweet Nanas and vetoes at a tie.
0: Okay, that's what I was going to do, is add up our scores. So we are going to have to have a taste-off here, I think. And we're going to have to try both of them one more time. Um, okay. And, and we're going to have to pick a winner. Uh, so. Okay. All right. So she's going to go cut a couple more pieces for us. I'm going to hand you the plates. I don't
1: know where the rest of the Vito's one <laughs> is. this piece of cake.
0: All right. So we have more Vitos, more Sweet Nanas in front of us. Oh. Um, and we have the in piece. I'm just going to tell you, this is probably going to sway me towards Sweet Nanas. Because the in piece is my favorite piece. All right. We well, can um, have that one. By on. far my favorite piece. So let's try Sweet Nanas again. I like the flavor of their bread a lot.
1: Me too. It's also got a nice crumb. It's a good mm-hmm. texture in there. This is going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Mm, Vitos is very good. Mm-hmm. It is. I really didn't think the scoring would be this difficult. If I have to pick one based on everything that I know about pepperoni rolls, I'm going to go with Sweet Nana's because Vito's is really good. Mm -hmm. It's really unique. And it's a good restaurant pepperoni roll.
0: See, that's what gets me about both of these is they're very, very unique. Mm -hmm. Nobody else that I know of is doing a pepperoni roll like either of these in this area. I'm also going to go with Sweet Nana's by just a hair because yeah, I, I mean, mean yeah yeah because I mean that's that's the way I scored them originally I went with sweet Nanas at a 15 and Vito's at a 14 um, there's nothing that trying them a second time that's gonna change that for me and what I'm really impressed with is I don't know it just seems like does craftsmanship go into this because it seems like this has so much more work put into it
1: does that make sense? Like Yes and no. One is one is a saying. bread dough whereas one is a pizza dough. Yeah. But if we're going off bare bones, this is what a pepperoni roll is. hmm Sweet Nanas takes pepperoni roll. Because you could argue that Vito's is a very lazy stromboli.
0: It's very good
1: though. It is so good though. <laughs> For a lazy stromboli, it's, <laughs> it's uh it's awesome. But I loved it. Like I I didn't even know they had pepperoni rolls until it was suggested to me and I will be going back.
0: Okay, so are we are we going to crown the champion right now as Sweet Nanas in this area? This this area right here, this general area? I think so. I think so too. Now, Vitos, this is not a knock on you. I am shocked at how good your pepperoni roll is and I'm going to be in there to get one hot uh, mm-hmm. maybe like tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to stop and get one hot. No, you um, know what?
1: They're closed today, I think.
0: Totally going to do it. But as of right this second, yeah, Sweet Nana's is a better pepperoni roll.
1: By a hair, though. Yeah, and, and my thing is, even
0: at $4, like, that's that's how I gave them a price point of one. Because I was like, that is an expensive, expensive pepperoni roll. But mm-hmm. even at that price point, I guarantee you I'm going to swing by there and buy a pepperoni roll soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of these places just, just really wowed me. Yeah. If we're going with, though, publicly available, you can get it anywhere you want to go get it, Roger and Mazzy's is, an oh is an astounding pepperoni roll. Um, it really is. So I don't want to sleep on that one. I think they get honorable mention. So I guess we'd say first is Sweet Nana's, second is Vito's, third is Rogers and Mazzy's.
1: So the funny thing is Sweet Nana's and Roger and Mazza are in the same um, complex together. Are they really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is why I picked both of them up yesterday. Got but it. Yeah, no, that makes so. total sense.
0: Okay, so there you have it, guys. And uh, if you want to hear more of these type of uh, these type of rundowns, of, of where we not a rundown, but where we uh, where we taste test different um, different things from different places, uh, let us know, and we'll do more of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were already talking about possibly doing another one of these, so you may hear another one down the road. Uh, we're going to see where we want to go with it, but. Very good job, sweet Nanas. Yeah. We've had you on here twice, and you have blown us away both times, mm-hmm. so very good. This is also Vito's second time on the show, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it yeah. sure is.
0: Yeah, and they, they impressed me last time, too. So, um, again, not a knock on Vito's. You guys did an amazing job. You've barely got edged out. Barely. Okay. With that being said, let's get to our subject for today. All right, it's going to be a little bit of a shorter one, but today... I'm bringing something to the table that hits very close to home. So what I'm about to talk about is something from the great state of West Virginia that has permeated our culture much in the way that pepperoni grease permeates the bread of a delicious, delicious pepperoni roll.
1: I like it. All
0: right. I'm not going to say what it is yet, but let's talk about the gentleman that we need to talk about. So a lot of people don't know where he comes from. Um, a lot of people don't know when he was born. He could be from any time, any place, really. All we know is that he chose his home right here in uh, in the Mountain State. So there's a little bit of history on where he comes from. It could be Ireland, could be Scotland, could be Wales. But he, he came here and he decided to settle right here. And some people say that when he was younger, he was an introvert, maybe, you know, built a little cocoon for himself where he, you know, didn't want to come out, didn't want to show his true face to the world. But in 1967, he decided that it was time to, uh, to emerge onto the, uh, the scene, so to speak. And of course we are talking about the one and only Mothman. All right. The Mothman (laughs) is our true crime um, focal point of this episode. So let's talk a little bit about him. Um, Chances are very good you have heard of the Mothman. Uh, Have you? Ever heard of the Mothman before, Kelsey?
1: You know what? I definitely didn't learn an entire chapter about the Mothman in history class in middle school.
0: Yeah, w- West Virginia history doesn't <laughs> doesn't include the Mothman um, at all. At all. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's talk about the Mothman. Um, so the first. So first of all, let, let's talk about the history of winged creatures. Uh there are a lot of people who say that angels and demons came to earth in biblical times and warned uh people of imminent disasters. Think of uh think of um you know, I guess uh the flood like Noah's ark, wasn't he warned that there was going to be a flood? Something like that?
1: Pretty sure by God.
0: Yeah. So, you know, they so you know, history is packed full of uh of you know angels demons god whatever you want to say um coming down and warning people of of imminent disasters but let's let's get to the history of the mothman for just a couple minutes before we talk about a new theory that i absolutely love and uh, we're going to give a shout out to someone who brought this to our attention here in just a moment but i want you to picture yourself in beautiful point pleasant west virginia in november of 1966 The Point Pleasant Register ran a story about two couples who reported a winged, red-eyed monster who chased their car, hitting speeds of up to 100 miles per hour. Um, The creature would rise and and fall, rise and fall, eventually getting in front of them and blocking the roadway. They got away, returning later with uh, the local police, only to find a heap of ash or dust where the Mothman had fallen in the road in front of their car. So they said he was laying across the road, kind of like he wanted them to get out and see if he was okay. Uh, like he was trying to set a trap for him or something like that. After the story broke, the Point Pleasant Register, um, which was a local newspaper, asked anyone else who may have seen this this thing to come forward. There were two grave diggers who were working one night overnight digging some graves. And they reported that they had also seen a large fly, uh, flying creature with a wingspan of up to 10 feet, which also matches what the two couples claimed. Um, flying overhead through the trees. Many more people would come forward in the following month stating that they had heard strange noises um, outside of their homes. When they went to investigate, they were greeted by two large glowing red eyes in the distance um, as if something was stalking them or watching them. So when you think of the Mothman, like there's a lot of like cutesy kind of little stuff that, that gets made of the Mothman. He was kind of sinister. Kind of very sinister, uh, which you know, he's a, he's a pretty tough guy, right? Yeah, I I say that as I'm looking down at a cute holiday-themed Mothman on on Kelsey's computer, so we will get a picture of that and share it. Um, sightings stopped just after um, the collapse of the Silver Bridge um, in Point Pleasant on December fifteenth, nineteen sixty-seven many who saw the mothman reported feeling an overwhelming sense of doom and tragedy many of them had to later on go seek um, assistance uh, because they were having um, they were having night terrors they were having uh, sleep some of them reported like sleep paralysis and things like that um, so they went through uh, different um, psychological stages and, and suffered some, some damage uh, there. So shortly before the collapse, so we're going to move forward a little bit. So that was 1967. By the way, after that tragedy where the, uh, the Silver Bridge collapsed, um, no more sightings happened in Point Pleasant. Uh, they kind of went cold after that. People did report that they had seen the Mothman sitting on the Silver Bridge the day of the tragedy as well. So shortly before the collapse of the I-35 West uh, Mississippi River Bridge in 2007, a large winged creature um, was reported. So this was in Minnesota. The Minnesota Bridge collapsed on August 1st of 2007, killing 13 and injuring hundreds of others. Uh, Many witnesses came forward after the collapse claiming to have seen a red-eyed um, creature with a 10 foot wingspan uh, in the area of the bridge just prior to the collapse. So again, we're talking about some pretty um, some pretty serious uh, eyewitness accounts here and it sounds very familiar, right? Mm-hmm. So who knows what the mothman was up to? Was he planning explosives?
1: Obviously um,
0: I think so. I I do believe so. So now let's move back a little bit because this one is interesting. Now we're going to go to other countries for a moment. So the two big ones that we can report from the United States are the Silver Bridge Collapse in Mm -hmm. 1967 and the I-35 West Mississippi River Bridge in Minnesota in 2007. So, by the way, if you notice, those are um, exactly about 40 years apart. Right on the nose. Right on wow. the nose. Yeah, so think about that. I thought that was kind of weird when I read that, too. Huh. So this one gets really strange, this next one. Have you ever heard of the Freiburg Shrieker? No. Okay, so on September 10th, 1978... Miners in Freiburg, I believe that's how you say it FREIBERG Germany reported um, walking up to the mine shaft they were scheduled to work that day and there was someone they thought was a man standing in front of the mine shaft blocking their way wearing a trench coat. As they approached him, asking him to leave, the trench coat came off and 10-foot span of wings appeared and he began shrieking um, at them. Um, he they claimed that the shriek sounded like 50 people screaming simultaneously, um, coupled with the sound of the brakes on a train squealing as they stopped. Alright? So, that's what they said it sounded like. And he would not let them into the mine. Well, they retreated back away from it and called authorities. An hour later, there was an explosion inside the mine, and mine officials confirmed that had the men been in that mine it was right where they would have been at that point where that explosion happened wow yeah so those men also said that after this sighting they had an immense feeling of doom and tragedy um and they were nervous they were scared to to do anything after they saw this this thing and heard this noise um and And a lot of them later on would suffer serious psychological damage because of what happened. Basically like this idea that they almost died. So just like the Silver Bridge Collapse and, and the serious psycholo- psychological damage that was done to the survivors and the people that had seen the Mothman, mm-hmm. you have the same thing happening in Germany as well. <clears throat> so now, fast forward to 2011. And do you remember the uh, tsunami that hit Japan in 2011 that caused the uh, Fukushima nuclear plant disaster? I do. So a man and some friends were out uh, several weeks prior to the tsunami and the um, the disaster at the Fukushima uh, nuclear plant. And they claim that they saw a creature with a 10-foot wingspan <laughs> and glowing eyes shrieking ominously... And kind of chasing them at what they would guess would be about 25 mile per hour. Um, And other people claim that they saw a winged creature with about a 10 foot wingspan sitting atop one of the towers attached to the Fukushima nuclear power plant uh, prior to that happening. So that was in Japan. So now we have the U.S., we have Germany, and we have Japan. And then, do you know about the more recent sightings in I Chicago? Don't. So a bartender was working one day, and he said he went out for like a cigarette break. And he was standing outside, and he heard an odd noise and looked up, and he saw a plane that was coming in for a landing. And there was a large black creature trailing the plane, shrieking. And he said it would have had what he would guess would be about a 10-foot wingspan. Really? um and there were more reported uh sightings all over chicago between 2017 and 2018 um i'm not sure if they're ongoing or not i'm sure that covid has impacted mothman the same way it impacted all of us uh he needs to stay safe socially distance, you know mask up um so he's probably Watch not his yeah fingers. his little whatever they are fingers um so there you have it. There's just a basic history of the Mothman. So why did we choose to do the Mothman on our on our episode? Well, it was because um, Kelsey ran across um, someone on TikTok. Do you want to give their name and kind of some yeah, info? of course. Yeah. So on
1: TikTok, it's at Piper P I P E R C J, and she was super nice when mm-hmm. I contacted her and asked yep. her if she cared if we use her audio on our um, podcast today and she just wanted us to give her a shout out and we're going to tag her in all our social media because – I think she's amazing, and I follow her on TikTok. Yeah,
0: she is really cool. After you sent me that, I watched a few more of her of her videos. They're they're mm-hmm. really cool. So she is. If I'm if I'm mistaken, and if if she wants to come on the show and, and BS with us for a minute, we'd love to have you.
1: I would love that.
0: Yeah. So, um, folklore expert is what it sounds like to she me. She has a masters in masters folklore. in folklore. Okay, and um, she has a really really interesting take on the Mothman and where he comes from and what he is. So, do you want to play that? I sure do.
2: Mothman and Piper Masters and Folklore. That was my rendition of Roxanne sung by the Police, but to serve our purposes for Mothman Monday. One of the particular unusual things about Mothman is that he has a definable start date and location. It was in West Virginia in the ni- 1966, and let's look at him. Hey, his friend what is he i think he's a banshee i'll tell you why now banshees are really misunderstood people think the banshees are like reapers or that banshees bring death but all a banshee does is show up when death is about to happen so they're just an omen they're not actually responsible for the sad things now this is where our mothman lore comes on in because they started seeing him in 1966 in west virginia and then Boom, they stopped seeing him right after a bridge collapsed, killing 47 people. There's even a little documentary about it. Cam loves it. They celebrate a festival every year. They even have a statue. Let me see if I have a picture. Yep, there he is. See Mothman. Don't be afraid of him. He's actually not going to hurt you. Something else might. So if you see Mothman, like, start checking the expiration dates on the food in your fridge and maybe look both ways before crossing the street. And don't pick up the phone if your ex calls. Do pick up the phone if someone else starts calling over and over again. I'd like to end on the most important moth related piece of literature on the internet.
1: And you know what? We're going to. Oh,
2: sorry. Have a good day.
1: We're going to throw that up probably because it's funny. Yeah. Um, awesome. I, she has another video um, talking about entomology if we want to show that too and go over that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, 100%. Let's uh, Let's throw it on there uh, because I think it's the other one that she sent me, right? It and I sure really is. like her take on it because. Uh, Words are interesting to me, and the way we use words, and the way that people get all bent out of shape about words. Yes. So, uh, she has a very good, interesting take on this. So, go all ahead.
1: Right. Awesome. And thank you again so much, Piper, for letting us do yeah, this. Yeah, Piper,
0: you are uh, kind of the shit. This is really she good is stuff. super
1: the shit.
2: Yeah. yeah. And Piper, we're doing banshees, and we're doing another cool thing also. Oh, well, it's a surprise tool that'll help us later. Now for the main event, Banshees. So what do they look like? And why do they not look like video game Banshees? Very scary. I love a good RPG. It wouldn't be very fun to fight a real Banshee. Let's look at them. Here she is in traditional folklore. This would be a more accurate modern repainting. She's her death omens. Um, Every lore has this weird purest thing where like, if you're Irish, a Banshee only appears to those of pure Irish descent. And if you're Welsh, a banshee only appears to those of pure Welsh descent. There's death omen lore around the world. We have it in North America with indigenous lore. We have it across Europe. There's death omens throughout Africa, which is why I want to think of banshee as a category. The category being, if you see it or hear it, death is coming. That way, banshees are not bad guys. In fact, they can help you get your affairs in order. You usually have some time to like call the missus and get your will written. A lot of it, you're not even the one dying you hear the banshee and you're like ah shit I should probably call him a nan huh <laughs> part two the part I'm more excited about so I think Mothman is a banshee and when I said think of a banshee as an umbrella term as a category a lot of you and a lot by a lot I mean like Thor said well that's funny that you want to categorize it as an umbrella term because banshee literally comes from the Irish word meaning woman of the fairies and therefore she's very specific blah 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 that's what you sound like not very friendly in the morning that's why etymology of these words does not matter it is an international phenomenon. It is a cross-cultural phenomenon. And let's talk about language and communication. This is the Mickey Mouse part. If I say Banshee, you know Death Omen. If I say, is mm, not really my forte, you know I mean I'm saying folklore's not my strength. However, forte is Italian for louder. That sentence doesn't make any sense. Fort is French for strength. Folklore isn't really my forte. No, 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 what the fuck you're saying. Unless you're in France. For that reason, folklore isn't my forte, is correct. Because the point of language is communication. And the point of you telling someone something is for them to understand your meaning. And in that way, you can get off your high horse with etymology, because the point is to communicate.
1: I have to say, just one more time... That I love her. Yeah, she's amazing. And she has like the exact vibe of our podcast, yes. and that's why I wanted to do this.
0: Absolutely. So I, I I dig it and I mean, obviously we're we're coming at this episode with a little bit of a, a tongue in cheek approach, guys. Um <laughs> we don't we don't think the Mothman is, is out murdering people and needs to be covered on a true friend podcast. But it was too damn cool not to talk about it, right? Yeah, it and was
1: it's too cool. Also um, right after April Fool's Day and next yeah. year we'll maybe be ahead of time. We'll be ahead of
0: it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this is Still an amazing episode because I, I've always wanted a chance to talk about the Mothman and this take on the Mothman being a banshee. I don't know why I never connected the dots on that because and the reason, if you noticed, I picked a couple of them where the the story is he shrieks and screams like a banshee, um, yeah. like a banshee, right? So uh-huh. it, it really. It really ties it together, and um, when you like, when I was growing up, and I would hear stories about banshees and things like that, it would be, um, it would always be like they were loud, they chased you, they screamed, right? They were, they were just, you know. Uh, well, and really you have to,
1: you have scary. to consider West Virginia as the place it originally populate, like it populated here in West Virginia. Uh-huh. That the first time anyone's really necessarily aware of the Mothman think of the genealogy of the people who settled in this area. It makes so So much sense.
0: sense. Agreed. 100% agreed. So yeah, really interesting take. I want to hear more about the, the connection between the Mothman and Banshee lore. So maybe... We Maybe Piper would like to talk to us or can do a couple more videos for us so we can learn more about this because it's really, really interesting. Yeah, so, and if yeah.
1: you guys haven't seen her TikToks, please go follow her on TikTok. Follow yes. her Instagram. We'll tag all of that in our social media. Um, yep. Maybe she has a Twitter. I don't know. I'll find um, out. If yeah. she does,
0: I'll tag her. Absolutely absolutely so I think that's all we have for today I hope you enjoyed most of it was listening to us chew on pepperoni rolls but we had to do something extra West Virginian uh, yeah, for we this episode we had we had to represent the two greatest things that came from West Virginia
1: maybe um, Riddle cut some of the chewing out of that pepperoni rolls
0: and mothman so um, if we're going to do podcast episodes based on the greatest things that come from West Virginia the next episode is going to be all about Jim Justice and Baby Dog um <laughs> ha ha
1: well, we only do things for a baby dog. Yeah, that's the
0: only reason Western Indians do anything.
1: Correct. Stay I also, creepy
0: for baby dog. I also want to pitch one other thing. Yeah, um, of course. I want to start another true crime podcast with Michael, where we, where <laughs> basically where we drink beer and bitch about, all oh, the real true crime is potholes out there. That's the real true crime. <laughs> like, just do that all day long. <laughs> do it um, around
1: the fire pit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you, know, you know the real crime. How much I'll pay in taxes down to the wall walmart that's the real crime um
1: <laughs> the real crime is how much i pay in property taxes yeah. and you know what they don't even fix the roads
0: <laughs> all right so you can find us on anchor spotify apple podcast google podcast um and most other spots where you can find great podcasts we're also on uh, I Heart Radio. I Heart Radio. and we're also on that uh facebook deal you know the facebook so find we're, us on there.
1: We're on, we're on the
0: Facebook. All right, stay creepy, you weirdos. For baby dog. For, just do it for me.